Everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Blue Balls Podcast. I'm Luke Walsh. That's Eric Reesberg. We are your hosts for this episode, and we are excited to be here. Eric, how are we doing tonight? We're doing pretty good. That was intense. That was the um, hottest intro I've ever. Yeah, done. that was a, that was a little wild for me. But um, I'm, I'm apologizing in advance for how much that's going to fuck with some some of the levels. No, it's not going to be that bad. You're still in range, so we're going to be good. Um, but no, I'm doing well. Um, I'm very excited. This is my favorite time of year. Uh-huh. Um, conference tournaments are happening for basketball and selection Sunday is in like five days. Yeah. So it's, I am, I'm stoked. You're in the thick of it because you actually do like a bracket for every single conference playoff. I do indeed. Yeah. yeah. I am currently placed 280th out of like 930 okay. some or so. So Damn. top third. Yeah, that's good. But it definitely could be better. I have only picked one champion out of five so far. Mm. So not great. Well, that happens March, but it's, there's lots of upside. That's yeah, that's true. Yet. So plus you're getting um, this is your trial run for like the big bracket. That's right. I do I do d- approach them a little differently just because of the time it takes to do the real bracket. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more right. intense focus on that one, and yeah. so um, it has more inputs. But yeah, this is the best time of year. I I'm always happy when March rolls around. I mean, as you should be. March is great because basketball march madness fantastic uh nfl draft that's all popping off all of like the actual action for the offseason happens in march yep, before all the, the draft. news all the player <laughs> signings all the deadlines for franchising and stuff yep. like that yep if you're a baseball guy like me spring training is in full effect right now uh before you know and we got the world baseball classic this year oh that's exciting which is fantastic is that yep. before regular season for mlb starts or uh, is there going to be that weird like period of time where there's players missing again i don't recall the full timeline of it um there might be a little bit of a gap but i do know like game one for the the u.s team is this saturday oh nice yeah so um and i think i think it officially kicks off either thursday or friday for other teams but yeah baseball is back it's back yep it's It's back it's so exciting this is this is really the best time of year yeah i mean it's my favorite all of the all of the sports are going other than like just fall generally yeah general fall but like yeah march Mm -hmm. is the best sports season of the year in my opinion yeah i would say that i mean everything's kicking off so or ending or ending. hockey's making a push for the playoffs right now as well so um, it's a good time wild wild stuff going on in nhl land if if you're a fan of a team in the East, you are panicking. Yeah, it's crazy. The it, Bruins are so good. The Bruins are stupid good, yeah. and then every other team got every weapon that they could just to try to fight the Bruins. Yeah, the Bruins are great, and they are probably going to win it all. But I mean, you would think they're playing like insanely well. Good thing I put a future on them at the beginning of the season. Did you really? I did. Oh my gosh, good job. So we're um, job. we're sitting pretty on the Bruins there, but nice. But anyways, Luke, how are you doing? I am doing very well. Yeah. It's March, as we've said. I mean, I just had, we just this past weekend had our um, fantasy baseball strat, stratomatic draft, the like five hour Mm, one. Yep. I remember you doing that at my apartment a few years ago. Yep. Yep. So Ryan was in town. Uh, Nice. We, we got together and we were drafting in the same, the same spot. So it was kind of just like, we were just, you know, we were there chatting, but focused on draft grid. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) It's very intense draft. It very much is, but it's good. It's fun. How deep do you go into like the prospects? Uh, Are you drafting AAA, AA guys? You're not allowed to draft anyone unless they've played in the MLB. I see. Yeah. So if they're only a minor leaguer, you can't draft them. Unless they were like demoted at the end of the season or something like that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, They have to have MLB playing time and it has to like pass a certain threshold of actual deemable like usable uh stats mm. to be counted in like the game itself i see to be draftable yeah i see so we get we get the guys you know as they come up yeah pretty much it's but fun stuff you got to be I mean, there's 15 teams in it so you got to be on top of a, a good amount of stuff yeah for sure <laughs> that is that's a hefty league uh yeah it very much is yeah, oh, we're in March, and the snow keeps coming, and I don't want it to. Yeah, it 
It won't stop. It won't. I know it won't. I mean, that's just the factor of living here. But it would be nice if it just, like, did stop. I'm with you. My shovel is very much on the fritz. It's like very close to breaking. <laughs> if we get on really... the fritz, <laughs> yeah, it's like br- it's broken, but it does it does still lift snow, just not big piles of heavy snow. Okay, gotcha. so, but but my reason for not buying a new one is I was waiting. I thought I could make it through winter mm-hmm. until spring comes around and all the shovels are on sale. Right. Yeah. Because I, now I understand how retail works, and yeah, that's right. when I would get a sale on a shovel. Exactly. But I'm worried the snow that we've had lately is heavy. Yeah. We and just got, my we, shovel is making lots of noises when I'm moving the snow yeah. around. The snow the snow we just had was thick. Yes. It was not good. Yeah. And we're about to get more snow. We'll see how thick that is. So my poor little shovel is just struggling to survive. I am absolutely beating him to death. Oh, but God. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he makes it. I'm sure he will. You know, just just don't... I, I believe in him. I just have to take little scoops every time I shovel, which makes it take 10 times longer. Right. But, yeah, it does. But I'm stubborn that way. I mean, you very much are. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that... I'm going to save like a dollar or two. You are. Like max. Whatever. You're still saving money, um, which is what matters. But yeah, you're the kind... I feel like if that shovel breaks on you mid, mid-go... You're just gonna. You're just still gonna. You know. I'm just gonna hold the scoop. Hold itself. the tiny, either the scoop itself or whatever amount of like shaft is still there. Yeah. So I think the crack is on the scoop, and oh. not on the handle. Oh no! Because the handle's wood. The handle is doing just fine. Okay. Well, that's good. But the scoop itself is like cracking and bending. Mm, okay. So, we'll see. I went. I went. You know, towards the shaft might break because on, on a street near here, there's been just actually a shovel that broke at the shaft at some point and half of it has just been planted they in a, just left it it's been planted in a snow mound for months it's like a it's warning sitting there it's like a warning to all the other shovels yeah. that are gonna go by yeah exactly like, see what could become of you if you don't <laughs> behave and pick up this snow um but yeah we're getting out of it it'll we just are. be a little bit it, it'll be fine but yeah you know that's the weather. That's what we get. That's here. that's that, the weather with Eric and Lee. Yeah, right. That's what we get for living here. We complain about it a lot, but I do still love it. I mean, you know, it, it comes with the territory. It comes with the Midwest, honestly. What the fuck are you going to... It's true. <laughs> Hard to complain. Yeah. So, whatever. But that's that. Eric, what are we drinking tonight? Well, we actually are drinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we are drinking um, Open Skies, which is a new wine exclusive to Target. Target uh-huh. brand um, will be launching in stores on March 19th. Ooh. Um, so keep your eyes peeled. But we are drinking the Cabernet Sauvignon. Eric, what color would you say this wine is? I would call it red. Red? Yeah. Oh, red, red wine? I would say it's red, red wine. Wonderful. Um, but it is a 14.5%. It's good. It's um, it's going to sit in the um, sub-premium category. So just okay. below $15. But... Nice. Above ten per bottle. I mean, so. that's that's a sweet spot for this. I mean, As Mister Wonderful and Shark Tank would say, ninety nine percent of wine sells for under fifteen dollars a bottle. Wonderful. This gets it's good. It's right in the spot. It's good. I'm enjoying it. It's yeah. got it's got nice legs. The tannins are present. Yeah, the tannins I believe per the bottle are elegant. Mm-hmm. Would you say that that's true? Oh, quite elegant. Yeah, but I feel anyway. very regal drinking this wine. When I'm checking the tannins, yes, it is delicious. But that that's pretty much the extent of what I retained from beer, wine, and spirits. <laughs> that's yeah, that's fair. That's about <laughs> all I had to. Um, but shout out to our own brand buyer at Target um, for providing us with all this wine because we did well in getting it ready to go to stores. Yeah, good shit. So he gave us a bunch of wine. Hell which yeah, was great. Hell yeah. There we go. All right. And I would ask what you were drinking, Luke, but you're drinking the same thing. Our our show notes, literally, I typed in Control-C, Control-V for what I'm drinking because there it it's is. the exact same thing. It's good stuff. It is good. I like it a lot. Yeah. But, Eric, should we get into some of the NFL stuff? Yeah, that let's do it. That we've uh, missed since the Super Bowl? Since prior to the playoffs. I was really. going to say, yeah, the last episode was prior to the playoffs yep. when we did that preview. Um, Super Bowl happened. What a Super Bowl. Yeah, it was good. It was it, it was great until like the last 99.5% of the way through. Yeah. So like the last two minutes of the game, and then it was real upsetting. I mean, I don't blame the Chiefs. No. They played it right. 
Yeah, they did. I blame the refs for a very weak, very weak defensive holding call. Yep. Like, that's I, that. It, it's a hold. It's a hold. By the rules, it's a hold. The I can't remember the the Eagles cornerback. Uh, yeah, I don't remember either. But he admitted to holding. Like, he was like, I held him. Gardner yeah. Johnson, maybe? I don't know if we, I don't Maybe. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Right. Um, but he was like, yeah, I held him. Like, I, I shouldn't have. It sucks. But I did it. Uh, I, but, yeah, you watch the replays. That is the weakest holding call in that situation I've ever seen. Yeah. And. You can't honestly tell me there wasn't a worse hold at some point other in the game. Right. That didn't get called. But also, that had no impact on if Juju was going to catch that ball or not. It was way gone. <laughs> Yep, that's totally right. <laughs> but that's the difference between calling a hold and a pass interference. Right, exactly. Holds doesn't matter if the ball is catchable or not. Holds mm-hmm. can happen off ball. Yep. Um. So, but yeah. Yeah. It's a bummer. Unfortunate how it ended, but the rest of the game was awesome, exciting, fantastic. Yeah. Commercials kind of sucked, honestly. Yeah. They were a weak commercial year. Yeah. Only like two beers. Yeah. No Bud Light. Oh, no, there was a Bud Light. There was a Bud Light. That was the Miles Teller one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we and then a blue moon, a blue moon commercial that that no one thought was a blue moon commercial that was disguised as a Coors <laughs> commercial slash other beers commercial. It was like Coors Miller, I think. Yeah, yeah. But then it was like blue moon, bitch. Yeah, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> commercial subpar, game above par. I will say the the Breaking Bad popcorners commercial. That one was pretty good. Yes, that one is very good, and I was very interested in buying some. So I gotta, I, I gotta say the ad clutch i fully have bought multiple bags of popcorners are they good oh they're very they're too addicting honestly really there i mean it's just popcorn in a chip form dude are there some in here right now there's some i, I yeah in the cabinet i think i have the kettle i'll have flavor. to try some later yeah. but like i've tried the sea salt one i've tried the kettle corn one mm. they're real good so it's popcorn uh, yeah basically in dorito shape yeah hmm. yeah they're good i like it but yeah yeah since the playoffs we haven't talked so let's talk Let's talk about some stuff, and honestly, we're recording this at the perfect time because there's a lot of stuff that's happened over the past few days. A lot of stuff has happened today. Today, yeah. Um, Tuesday, March 7th. 7th. Thank 8.50 p.m. Yep. Um, starting at the top of the list, big one, Derek Carr signed a deal with the New Orleans Saints, four years, $150 million, with $100 million of that guaranteed. This is big because... I mean, he's going to a team that like hope that will use him in a way better way than McDaniel's was using him. Yeah, I think I like it. I think the big thing here is Dennis Allen, um, head yeah. coach of the Saints, was the head coach of the Raiders at the time mm. um, of the Derek Carr drafting. Perfect. So there's a bit of a connection there, um, but yeah, Saints are a quarterback plus a couple pieces away. Mm-hmm. I th- I don't think Derek Carr is a bad quarterback. No, he's not. I think it's a good pickup. I think it's a reasonable deal. I don't think it's like too much to pay for Derek Carr. Yep. Um, I mean, you're looking at forty million a year. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Thirty, thirty-eight, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So, I'm down with this. Yeah. Um, do the Raiders still have to pay him for the next couple of years as well? So is he going to be double salarying? I don't think so. No. I think I think they cut him before they would have had to pay him more money. I see. Um, they probably have some dead cap. Maybe. Yeah. I think a little bit, but I don't know how much. It enough for them to not care. Really. Yeah. Either way, I think this is a good move for Derek Carr. I think it's a bet it's a much better program, yeah. frankly, than the Raiders. Right. Um, and it's a good move for the Saints. Yeah. They needed an upgraded quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think they get it with Carr. Yeah, so we'll see what this does uh for like Chris Olave next season. We'll see what it does. Whatever the hell happens with the Alvin Kamara situation. Yeah, I'm really into it for Chris Olave. I think yeah. it's great for him. Mm-hmm. I am very questionable on Kamara for other reasons as well. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's an that's going to be a very open discussion over the yep. offseason here. Definitely will. Uh, Geno Smith, three-year, $75 million extension with the Seahawks. Love this. Yeah, I um, love this deal. This is a great deal. Yeah. I mean, he, comeback player of the year, Geno Smith, which, you know, you make the argument, what did he come back from? He was garbage, and then he, he was came good. back from nothing. Right. He came back from being garbage, and now he's, he's good uh, with a team that is using him and believes in him. The Pete Carroll effect, you know? Yeah. Um, but coming off a fantastic season, he works with this team. This team likes him. And so sign him for three years at a good price. Yeah, it is a good price. Uh, this is great. 
Yep, I'm all in on this. I think it's great. Gino played well last year. He earned a contract. Seahawks have earned their he, he's earned their trust, uh-huh. and they were good last year. Yeah, playoff like, team. They didn't have a lot of flaws. Their line, their offensive line is pretty suspect. But other than that, like they're kind right, of. But they still had there. They had two rookie offensive linemen who were fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they are. They are. On the up and up, I am into the Seahawks mm-hmm. moving forward. I'm liking them and for this sure. It's a great deal. Yeah. Eric, you want to head on this next one? Sure. Next up, we have Daniel Jones. He, as of today, signed a four year, $160 million extension with the New York football giants. Mm-hmm. So this is $40 million a year. Maybe a touch rich, but I also don't hate this. He played pretty well this year. Yeah. Um, he's mobile, mm-hmm. he's just tough as hell. And frankly, he got them to the playoffs this year with the right coach. Right. Yeah, he did. Get him get him a four-year extension with the Brian Dable offense, the Brian Dable system. Uh, we saw it work in year one. So imagine how much better it can be in years two, three, four, five. Yeah, I, I think it's a good deal. Um, maybe a little rich considering maybe. his production but i mean yeah i don't think it's i don't think it's crazy he didn't have a whole lot of production you know before dable was there and then you know one season he's good serviceable with no help by no the help. way yeah on the offense other than barkley right barkley and then you can't even like say slayton really no you'd be looking at hodgins at the end of the season but mm-hmm. that's like it yeah like just no help whatsoever right. i mean you hope that wandale robinson's able to come back next season healthy um, Bellinger hopefully they can get someone. Yeah, hopefully they can get someone. Uh, Bellinger, the tight end, if he is able to stay on the field all season, that would be good. But I think I think you get Barkley, and then I don't know, maybe just another decent running back. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure what they're going to do here, but I, I don't think it's crazy to no. sign Daniel Jones, lock him down for a few years, not give yourself time to build up the rest of your yeah, roster. It's good. Speaking of the New York Giants. Saquon Barkley officially franchise tagged. Um, so he is going to be around for at least one more year. I don't know what the value is on this, but that, I mean, that happens all the time. Yeah. Um, it's probably around like, I don't know, 30, 25, something like that. Something like that. Um, but yeah, he's worth it. He is. I mean, one of the he, fully healthy season came back, uh, he was healthy last season, right? Mm, kind of. Ish. You know, Ish. wasn't fully back. This season, he was fully back. We saw what happened when he was fully back. I mean, he was game-breaking. Yeah, he was dominant. Yeah. Um, but this is probably one of the best situations to use a franchise tag with the injury history that he's had. You can't trust him to give him a long-term contract quite yet. No, nope, So this yet. is one of those situations where I think the franchise tag makes a ton of sense, and the player is not going to hate it either. No, he's not. And it looks like... It looks like this Saquon Barkley tag is a non-exclusive tag, which I thought we were only going to have to talk about that with one player, but it seems we have to talk about it with two. Interesting. Um, so we can talk about that uh, with the next guy that's non-exclusive. Might as well just talk about him now, since we're on that topic. Lamar Sounds Jackson uh, was franchise tagged by the Ravens. Um, I think his franchise tag looks out to like $32 million or something like yep, that. something like that. Yeah. Uh, but his was also non-exclusive. So what non-exclusive franchise tag means is that other teams can offer, like send offers to those players that are non-exclusively franchise tagged. They can field offers, and if they sign one, the team that you know tagged them, in Lamar Jackson's case, the Ravens, the Saquons, the Giants, they get a chance to match that offer. And if they don't match it, then the team gets two first-round picks in return from the team that signed the player. So say Jackson signs with, like, I don't know, uh, the Raiders or some shit, um, then the Ravens, if they don't match that offer, they get two first-round picks from the Raiders. So Kind of a smart idea by the Ravens. Yeah, it is. Plus, they get the chance to let Jackson go if the price is too steep exactly. um, for what they want to do. But exactly. they can continue to negotiate as they go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's an interesting thing. Um, and I think Barkley is also going to be one of those players that gets some discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Giants are going to want to keep him. Oh, yeah. Um, so, well, that'll be interesting to see how that shakes out as well. Um, teams notably not pursuing Lamar Jackson per beat reporters yeah, um, and just sources inside the teams. The Falcons, the Dolphins, the Panthers, the Commanders, and the Raiders. The only one that I would be th- even thinking about really would be the Falcons. 
Um, yeah. They're basically a quarterback away, but they also don't throw the ball. Right. So, eh, eh. whatever. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what of the other teams try to get Lamar Jackson. I don't know. Yeah. I, it's going to be a, it's going to be a steep price. I think it'll be a Raven. I, most likely. For at least one more year. Um, and I think over the course of the season, they're going to get an extension figured out. Yeah, I would think so. Um, or I would hope so. I mean, dear God, I hope you would think that they wouldn't try to piss away. I mean, they know Lamar Jackson they know what opportunity. He, they, they should know what they have. Yeah, in him, they should. So but, you know, money. It's a business. It is a business. Yeah. Uh, other players that were franchise tagged by their respective teams: Tony Pollard of the Cowboys was tagged, and Josh Jacobs of the Raiders was tagged. Um, so those ones I believe are exclusive, so they won't be they won't be offers to either of those players going. Um, but good moves to get Pollard tagged and to get Jacobs tagged. Yeah, a couple other players that are definitely worth hanging on to, um, yep. especially Pollard. Um, with Zeke still being on contract for at least another year, um, it makes sense to keep Pollard around. That two-headed monster was something pretty serious to handle. Yeah. Um, and the Cowboys are kind of, it feels like their window is starting to shut a little bit. Um, as all their players get a little older, particularly their offensive line, um, they're starting to lose some of the dominance they had there. Yeah, their the offensive line was uh, more of a struggle this year than than in years past. Yeah, it feels a little bit like the Dallas window is closing, and so tagging Pollard makes a ton of sense there. Yeah, and the Pollard, the franchise tag on Pollard is $10 million. So That's pretty cheap. Yeah, especially for a player of his talent. And yeah, what, and that's what he quite was doing, cheap. What he was doing at the end of the season. Yeah. So those are interesting. And then another we have to talk about, but incredibly uninteresting story is the Aaron Rodgers talks. We don't we we talk about it in that it's existing and we know it's happening, but until something happens officially, that's all I care to say about it is that Aaron Rodgers is he, existing in the world of football. He loves the attention. He's going to make the drag this out as long as possible. If you ask me what I think is going to happen, I think he's going to be a Jet. That's the leading thought right now. He's talked with the Jets, and he said he would like to play in New York. But, I mean, it's either that or the Packers. I don't think he retires. No, no. He's playing yeah. on one of those teams. I don't think anyone else is going to swoop in and take him. It's not worth the drama. No, he's not. I mean, especially after the past two years. Yeah. Anyone, fuck that. So, anyways, that's Aaron Rodgers. I think he's going to be a Jet. We don't really have any real information. Nope. And we won't until he makes the decision. Next up, we have Calvin Ridley. He has officially been reinstated. He's back in the NFL after um, gambling. Yeah, gambling on his own team. Silly goose! What an idiot! But um, yeah, he's back. So if you want to take the under, you can do that. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's back. He's with Jacksonville after the trade from Atlanta. Um, we saw Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence and and what they were able to do just with the receivers they had. Calvin Ridley is still good. He's very good. Yeah, it's very going to be very interesting from an impact standpoint. Mm-hmm. He's a very different type of receiver yeah. um, than all the receivers in Jacksonville, than Kirk and Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how he fits into the scheme here, but um, he's a good player. Yeah, so. he is. One other franchise tag that uh, I'm remembering now that we're talking about the Jags, Evan Ingram. It's a good tag. His franchise tag, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it's a good tag because he's probably not worth the extension because he's only nope. had really one successful year. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was successful this year. Yeah, he was very good this year with Tre- with Trevor Lawrence. So, yeah, we'll see what, what happens there. Uh, Rams officially gave Allen Robinson permission to seek a trade from their team. We'll see if any team even remotely wants to deal with Allen Robinson. But... I just imagine, like, Robinson going up to the front office and being like, hey, I would like to look for a trade. And the Rams office is just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I don't oh, want to tell you this. Phew. Like, thank you for, like, having the initiative to ask to be traded You came here. to us? Thank God. Oh, thank God. Um, yeah. No one wants John Robinson. No. He has proven that he is not him anymore. No. I, he would... It's stupid how like he was good with Blake Bortles for a time, and then he came to Chicago and was decent with Mitch Trubisky for the short amount of time, and then he dropped off a cliff. Yeah, it's a pretty stark drop. He was so talented. Um, he is undraftable, in my opinion. Yeah, no. In not, redraft. No. Not, Maybe like really late. It would depend on where he goes if he goes anywhere. It'd be really late. And yeah. you would, yeah, a last round. It's a flyer. A yeah. last round desperation flyer. Yep, you'd take a flyer on Yeah. Him. But that's it. 
but no, I'm not touching that. No. <laughs> no good. He stinks. Yep. And rounding out the news, we want to just hit on head coaching hirings and coaching changes that have happened across the league that are decent ones to keep an eye on as we go into the next season. Yes. So head coach hirings that we've got. Frank Reich was officially hired with the Carolina Panthers. Sean Payton hired with the Denver Broncos. D'Amico Ryans with the Houston Texans. And Shane Steichen with the Indianapolis Colts. Payton in Denver is the most interesting one to me. Yep, I like them all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Payton is going to do some things in Denver. I think it's not going to be long before Russell Wilson is back on track. I think last year was an anomaly, primarily due to Hackett. And you even look at the last two weeks after Hackett was fired, the Broncos' offense actually liked... It's totally right. They looked like they were doing things. Yeah, that's totally right. Crazy. Yeah, I think this team is actually going to turn around quite quickly. Yeah. The defense is still there. They have the talent on offense. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of into the Broncos already. I mean, yeah, we'll see. I'm we'll, drinking the Kool-Aid. Uh, Peyton's, Peyton's great. And um, read up... If you have the time and have any interest, read up on there's articles out there of what the Denver Broncos season looked like last year. It was weird. It was real weird. To give you an idea, Russell Wilson had his own specific team of like personnel that was separate from the Broncos. That was like his guys. He had his own office that on was the second floor on the second floor away from the rest of the players. <laughs> yeah. Like literally like I am better than you. I am superior. Yeah. Like. And the fact that the coaching staff even let that fly is a problem in its, of itself. That was that was fully Nathaniel Hackett just trying to please the star quarterback that they traded for, and it blew up in his face. Yeah, not good. No cohesion. There's no way Peyton lets that fly. No. And, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. Yep. Sure. On the other side, well, not on the other side, but on the non-head coaching side of the ball here, um, we have some notable coaching changes. So Eric Bieniemy is now the offensive coordinator in Washington. Bill O'Brien, offensive coordinator in New England, so mm. just continued to be fires in that mm. off- in that coaching um, world yeah. in New England. Um, Brian Flores moving as the Minnesota defensive coordinator. I love. This I one. love this. I love this. This is fantastic. As a as like a, a fan of like good football, like this is fantastic for the Vikings. As a fan of the Bears, I am terrified. Just remember that Brian Flores had that like stellar Miami defense oh, yeah, a few I know. years ago. I know. Miami was bad, but their defense rocked. Yeah, their defense was stellar, and he was with Pittsburgh. And, I mean, I get it. T.J. Watt is a god, but like, yeah. it's not like that Steelers defense was totally a pushover when they were healthy. They were, I mean, they were really good when they were healthy. Yeah. Flores was the coordinator of that defense. Yeah, I'm really into this, into that one. Um, Kellen Moore has gone to the Chargers as the offensive coordinator instead of with Dallas. Very and excited Matt, about that. Yeah, he's going to do well there with yeah. Herbert. He's going to be way better than Joe Lombardi. Yes, I think he's going to do very well there. Um, and then Matt Nagy being upgraded from quarterbacks coach yeah. to offensive coordinator. Um, he was he was quarterbacks coach and I think assistant OC. Yeah, and upgraded to offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs mm-hmm. after the loss of Eric Bieniemy. Yep, to Washington. So I mean, Nagy's coming in. We know we know the formula in Kansas City right now, which is Andy Reid is the mastermind. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Travis Kelsey is there. I mean, you have and a system that works. Whatever else you have, yeah, is fine. Right. And Matt Nagy was there when Mahomes was just starting out. So, you know, he had a year with Mahomes and then went had the Trubisky experience in the Didn't Chicago. Go well. It went well for one season. It, it went okay. <laughs> And then it did not go okay. And then it went real bad. Yeah. But we'll see we'll see what happens with that whole thing in in offensive coordinator land for him. Yeah. yeah. To me that one feels like the most minor of all of the changes. Yeah. Frankly, the offensive coordinator position in Kansas City, nothing special. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what Bienemy can do in Washington. I am too. I think he's good, but yeah. I don't know how involved he actually was. Well, in it's the offense it's a good call, City. honestly, for him to go to an offensive right. coordinator position with another team so that he can establish, hey, it's not just Andy. Right. Yeah. Like I can actually do some shit too. Yep. I think that's right. Yep. But we'll see what the quarterback situation is in Washington. If that even helps yeah. out anyway. Wentz has been cut. We didn't mention that. <laughs> Wentz, yep, Wentz was officially cut from the released. Team. Um, so whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Who, who cares? Uh, yeah. So that, <laughs> right. I mean, who, who does that leave then? Uh, Heineke. It's Heineke and, um, one other that 
is also bad, probably. Sam Howell. Yeah. So also bad. But he's in line. He's the guy in line to be the starter, even though Taylor Heineke was fine. Yeah. I mean, Heineke wasn't that good this year. There were moments, but like if you look at his overall stats, Heineke was not impressive. No, he wasn't. Uh, Sam Howell started week 18 against the Cowboys. Um, had 169 yards passing, 11 completions, a touchdown, an interception, and then 35 yards rushing and a touchdown. So, whatever. Week 18. First game as a starter always goes well. Yep. Not always. Not always. A lot of times. Right. Because there's no tape on you. So That's right. Yeah. Uh, right. And that's what we got for the news. There's no injuries that we care to talk about um, because it's the offseason. So, whatever. So, next up, we're going to do a quick recap of how our playoff predictions went. Uh, the short of it is I beat Eric. Yeah, pretty good, actually. Yeah. Um, so we did one point per, like one point for wild card, two point for divisional, four point for conference, and eight point for the Super Bowl. Um, nobody got the Super Bowl. Nope. Um, so congratulations. We Chiefs. had we had teams. You had a Super Bowl team, right? I no, had the I yes. predicted the Chiefs would go to the yep, Super Bowl. I right. just didn't predict that they would win. So going into the wild card round, we had almost the same picks, except I had the Jaguars instead of the Chargers. And mm-hmm. because of the Chargers, I got that right. So actually going into the divisional round, I had a I had, five to four. I had it right if you don't pay attention to the entire second half of that game. Sure. <laughs> Problem is. What an epic collapse by the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, that's just classic Chargers. I mean, that's the so, most Chargers thing. Yeah. Sorry, Josh. Josh but, I mean, knows. It is. He gets it. <laughs> yeah. He's he understands. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the most Chargers things to happen to Chargers ever. Um, but then after that, um, NFC went as prescribed. We both picked the 49ers and the Eagles, which was correct. Uh-huh. Um, but the AFC is where Luke finally got his edge and uh, ultimately his win because I lost all my future points. Yeah. Um, he picked the Bengals. I picked the Bills. That was enough. Um, and we both picked the Chiefs to move on. But that was enough to give Luke a one-point lead going into the conference championship. And I had no more potential points right. available unless the 49ers won. Right. Which they didn't. Nope. But you also picked them. Correct. So it didn't matter. Yeah. Um, and then Luke also picked up four more points for getting the Chiefs through the conference round mm-hmm. into the Super Bowl. So yep. congratulations, Luke. Thank you. I'll take it. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> we didn't put anything down on it. We didn't. So I'm not too upset about yeah. it. Then, I am um, upset that the Bills didn't do it. It also feels like their window is kind of closing. Yeah, we'll see what happens with them. Kind of why? I mean, the the talent they got, you would think they would actually be able to do stuff in the playoffs, but they holy just, shit. They looked bad. They looked awful. It's not even like they got like outplayed that much. Yeah. Like, they didn't look prepared. No, they didn't, which crazy. Like, it was beyond the other team scheming well mm-hmm. to me. The Bengals, the Bengals fully... The Bengals played great. Were better than them, and they had the perfect game plan. Yeah, but it also looked like the Bills weren't ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did look like that. So, we'll see what happens in, mm-hmm. in Buffalo Town. Uh, we will. But that is how we did in the playoffs. Luke, congratulations on picking up a win. Thank you. I I'm good with that. I'll take that as the capstone on the season. <laughs> yeah, it's a good finish. <laughs> Uh, cool. So uh, we have the the recap in here, but that was the recap. I mean, we don't Correct. need to, we don't need to touch on the records again. Nope, they're the same as they were in the last episode. So listen to that. Yep. If you re- really care, I'm just happy we both got winning records and double digit. Wins. Yeah, I want to hit that again. It's a, we it did was well. good. It worked out very well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Trust and, us, people. Yep. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except for six weeks. Yeah, about sixty percent of the time you can trust <laughs> us. Yeah. Uh, and so now is the time of the year where we like to just we like to have a little fun. And uh, the NFL has its Pro Bowl, All Pro, like first team selections, whatever. We like to do something similar to that for our league and take a stab at putting teams like that together. Uh, so we mainly Eric <laughs> uh, did a lot of calculations and stuff and put teams together. And we have our first team, second team, and all bench team for our league specifically that we will run down for for you guys here now. Eric, you want to start off on the first team? Sure. I will take the first team. So our first team quarterback, to no surprise of anyone, is Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. Um, Our first team running backs are Austin Eckler and Christian McCaffrey. Um, This is now a relevant time to note as we go into wide receivers. 
with first team, we do not take players that are on the same team um, for a position. So right. in this case, when we get to wide receivers, our wide receivers one and two were Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill. Right. Blake, you own both of those. So Tyreek Hill cannot be your wide receiver one. Correct. So our wide receiver ones for our first team are Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, and Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. Um, our tight end, Travis Kelsey, obviously. No, no shock there. Yeah. He beat out TJ by it, 90 points. If you're surprised by that, then you like don't pay attention to the tight end position. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's correct. Um, but our flex is Tyreek Hill. So yeah. we do allow him to still be on the first team. So Blake, don't be crying too many tears mm-hmm. over there. He's still going to make the first team yeah. for you. We just, yeah, we have the top scorer at the position, and then that eliminates him from being in the wide receiver group. Does not eliminate He's him from being in the still the best flex, flex player. Exactly. I'm um, remaining. So he gets that spot. Um, our kicker is Brett Maher, and our defense is the New England defense. Um, so overall, this first team would score 173.58 points per game, which is a lot. That's a pretty good total. Pretty good. But total. it makes sense. It's like the top players at every position. It is. Yeah. So you would expect it to be a very high number, um, and and hope it would be. But yeah, that's the names you would expect to be up here. Yeah. So yeah. those are all real. In reality, your top scorers at every individual position mm-hmm. um, through week seventeen. Yeah. So if you see some discrepancies on sleeper, that's because sleeper counts through eighteen. I yep. eliminated we eliminated week eighteen games because those don't matter. Right. They're pointless for us. That's right. And for most NFL teams. That's right. Yeah. Um, But now moving on to the second team, it's the same philosophy. It's just then the next best at the position. Correct. We're still going with top scores from teams. Correct. Uh, Just not first team level, second team. All first team players removed from the player list. Removed from the pool. Yeah. So second team, uh, big blue quarterback is Josh Allen. Uh, shouldn't surprise too many people. Nope. Yep. Um, unless, unless you, yeah. So we should mention this is a total points score. Um, so we, instead of doing points per game, because there's some nuances with missed games and things like that, um, we decided to do total points Mm -hmm. instead. So Jalen Hurts did have a better points per game. He actually had a better points per game than Patrick Mahomes as well. But, um, but because he only played 14 games in the season, his score was lower than Josh Allen's. Correct. And consistency matters. You need your players on the field. You do. Yeah. I mean, that's the only way they're going to actually like be productive yep. is by playing the game. Yep. So that's right. Yep. Next up, we have the running backs. Uh, running back of the second team, we have Josh Jacobs and we have Derek Henry. So Josh Jacobs putting in that fantastic year. Uh, good enough to earn him a second second team slot here, which is great. I'm Congratulations very to Jacobs. Yeah. Great season. Uh, wide receivers, we have A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, and Jalen Waddle rounding out the wide receiver group. Tight end, T.J. Hawkinson. Minnesota yeah. Vikings fans rejoice. Yes, it is a great addition. And also a significant gap between him and the next wide receiver, or the next tight end of Mark Andrews. Yeah. Um, about 20-point difference in their season scores as well. Mm. Um, I didn't know that was Which equates really. to, like, I don't know. A point a game. Mm-hmm. Two points a game. I mean, significant enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, flex position. We have Saquon Barkley. Those quads doing work. Kicker, Daniel Carlson of the Raiders. Absolute stud. And defense, we have the Dallas Cowboys. Um, not the second scoring defense in terms of total points. That is correct. We will touch on that uh, shortly. Total points per game for this second team. We've got 152.31 points per game. Uh, on the output here. So another very strong crew. I don't know. That probably still ranks higher than... I think that still beats all of our teams, but I am going to plug that in quick. Um, It does appear that that number... That would be a season score, regular season score of 2,132 points. Yeah, that would do it. I believe that does better than all of the teams um, in the regular season. Yep. I mean, Uh, you just got got to look at Blake's. Yep, our highest at Blake scoring 1,964. Yeah, it's close. Yeah. Not too far off. So congratulations, Blake. I'm being pretty close to having the second second team yeah. um, in the big blue. That's pretty Goddamn. impressive. Incredibly impressive. And so now we have the first team, the second team, and finally is our all bench squad. I love where, the all bench squad. Where we take we take bench players. Yeah, this is my favorite team. Yeah. 
Um, so what we do is we take non-starters from all the given teams. So your quarterback two, your running back three, your wide receiver four, uh-huh. um, and we rank them in yeah. the same way that we rank first team and second team. Yeah, those guys, those guys who were right on the edge. You like, you know, some weeks you would start them and they would shit the bed. Other weeks they would be on your bench and totally pop off. <laughs> yep, we love the all bench team. Um, and so when I go through the all bench team, I will also state the player on that team that was ahead of our bench star. Right. Um, so first up at quarterback, we have Justin Fields, um, quarterback for the Chicago Bears. He was beat out by Daniel Jones, Mr. Fat Contract uh-huh. um, in New York. So um, pretty close there. Um, only about five points difference in their season output. So okay. um, happy to see that. Yeah. Justin was quarterback eight on the season. Perfect. And that is your squad if people want to be looking at yep. specific rosters. Yep, that's yeah. right. That is a too many cooks squad. Two yep. young quarterbacks in the top ten, folks. Mm-hmm. If you're looking, young. I've got some assets. That you do. Um, uh, moving on to the running backs. Both of these belong to Luke's squad. Hey. Um, Ramondre Stevenson and Kenneth Walker, the three and four on the Daft Punk squad, getting beat out by his one and two Josh Jacobs. And Miles Sanders. Yeah. Miles Sanders beating Ramondre out by three points. Right right there. So those two are really just interchangeable. Uh-huh. One short scamper away from being in the same spot. Very much so. Yeah, I mean, uh, Ramondre one week away, honestly, because I, I can pinpoint the week, too. The Arizona week, the game that they played in Arizona where he yep. got hurt in, like, the first drive. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Congratulations, Luke, on having two all-bench players in the running back position. Hey. That just means you're deep. I like that, I, especially at the running back position. I will take that. Yep, it is a good spot to be. And so if you need running backs, hit him up. He's got plenty. But, you know, we'll see. Um, on the wide receiver side here, we have for our first all-bench wide receiver is DK Metcalf. He is beat out on his own team by Devontae Smith. Um where the heck are the rest of them? There they are. Uh, it's Justin Devante, Jefferson and Tyreek Hill. Yeah, it's Blake's um, squad. <laughs> yeah, that is Blake's squad. So DK Metcalf bringing up the rear. Um, nothing too crazy there. Nope. The next up here, we have DJ Moore. A bit Surprising. of a surprise Surprising. bench player here um, for Luke's squad. He was beat out by C.D. Lamb, Mike Evans, and Terry McLaurin. Uh-huh. A late acquisition yeah. to Luke's team. Yep. I'll take that. Yeah. yeah. DJ Moore putting together a quiet, quietly good season. Wide receiver 19 through um, the regular season here for us. Yeah. If only he could have, I don't even know. We'll see. It, Carolina was a dumpster fire, so I'm happy that he's on the bench team, I guess. Yeah, it is. recognition. Yeah, it is definitely like an interesting use case here. Yeah. Um, and then the last all bench wide receiver that we have is Chris Godwin for Jackson's team. Um, beat out on his own team by Devonte Adams, AJ Brown, another late acquisition for mm-hmm. him, and Christian Kirk, who put together a really nice season. As Very well. nice season. Um, Chris Godwin, one slot below Cooper Cup in the all season in the like season long wide receiver rankings. Yeah, and if you, <laughs> which is wild, it's insane because if if you don't know off the top of your head, Cooper Cup, uh, the Rams had a buy in Week Seven. He got hurt in Week Ten, so the dude played eight full games of football yeah and he finished in our league as the wide receiver 20 that's right so what the fuck yeah a star a second string wide receiver yeah in our league mm-hmm. which is wild sean's top scoring wide receiver yep I, we have to throw that in there that just is as, correct just as info yeah the number one receiver for sean's team is sandwiched between three four number four wide receivers yeah for other teams wild but when he is on his game oh he's he's stupid. the elite one stupid how good so hopefully he gets healthy. Yep. So far, so good from what I've seen in the news for Cooper Cup. Fantastic. On the tight end side of things, we have Pat Fryermuth. Um, he is the number two tight end for the hashtag Trey Montgomery, Eric Williams squad. Uh-huh. Um, his number one tight end, Evan Ingram, guy we've talked about earlier in this Insane. episode as well. It's great, so, great season for Ingram. It's so good and like quiet for the first half of the season before just absolutely exploding. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was like consistent, like, you know, decent scores for the tight end position in the first half. And then in the second half of the season, especially the last few weeks. Yeah, like 30 point performances for Evan Ingram. Yeah, solid in the playoffs as yeah. well. Um, but yeah, 
Pat Farmuth putting together a good season. Tight end seven on the year mm-hmm. um, for us. Yep, good tight end for the Steelers, and he's going to be a good weapon for them. Uh, a good tight end, honestly. He'll be he'll be a good floor guy, I think. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, on the flex side, um, this one's a little hard to see who beat him out, but Ezekiel Elliott is our flex um, player. So he is the running back three for prestige worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting beat out by um, Tony Pollard and Aaron Jones. Yeah. But bit hard to tell because there's also wide receivers that are going to say, yeah, you would have to in the way you, you got to rank the running backs and then you got to rank, rank the receivers and then you got to see which of the highest running back and the highest receiver. Then yeah, it's a little harder to calculate, but <laughs> he is our top flex player. Um, Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. Um, on the kicking side of the ball, Riley Patterson, um, also Ooh. Blake's team um, is our all bench kicker sitting behind Daniel Carlson, mm-hmm. our Second team yes. kicker on the year. Correct. And then the defense, as Luke alluded to, is Philadelphia, our second scoring defense um, for Jackson's squad. And he sits right underneath the New England defense, mm-hmm. who was our first team defense. So if you're looking for a defense, Jackson has two elite defenses yeah. that are worth taking a look at. And they're gonna be they're gonna continue to be good because the Eagles, I mean the Eagles defense was great all season. New England, their team was trash. But Not the defense is amazing. The defense, I mean, that's the Bill Belichick. He's going to have a strong defense no matter what is going on in New England. Yeah. So Jackson is the guy to contact. He had the one and two defense on the year. So yep. um, definitely strong assets in that front. Very strong. Speaking of the all bench team scores, they end up with a score of 117.9 points per game. And that would land them solidly in fifth place. Five. In our standings for points scored. One, this two, season. three, four, fifth. So, pretty impressive for our all bench team. Yeah. A couple surprises in there, mm-hmm. but I love the all bench team. It's my favorite. It's it's so much more fun. Like, you you know, you have the first team, you have the second team. Like, that's just top scorers. Yeah, no it's just what. good players. Right. Going down the all bench team, like, you get surprises in there because some teams are stacked. Right. And so some really good players get slipped in there. Mm hmm. And then, and then guys who you don't think are very good, but like they had decent production. Like DJ Moore. Like DJ Moore, exactly like DJ Moore. Uh, or Chris Godwin, who was injured for a lot of the year, so didn't play a lot of games, but in the games that he did play, was productive enough to be in the all-bench yep. consideration. Yep, I love it. All-bench yeah. is super fun. It is. But yeah, that's what we do for that's what we got for like the end of season like wrap a little bit uh, before now we transition fully into the off-season. Um, which that transition in terms of league clock, all, everything will happen after the actual NFL draft. That's right. So April, I, early April, I believe, is when the NFL draft actually yep. lands. Um, after that, we will do the official transition the league into 2023. We will get our roster counts in order and things like that. And then we will open up trading and set up our trade position mm-hmm. um, with our lottery system for next year's draft. Now, are we going to allow trading to happen uh, before the picks are determined or not until after? We will determine what the picks are um, via lottery, and then the trading will reopen. Perfect. So that is going to be the strategy moving forward. Mm-hmm. So keep your eyes peeled. But for now, um, enjoy March Madness. Enjoy the madness of the offseason that yeah. the NFL likes to provide. Um, and yeah, that's where we're at. Yep, that's that's it. That's what we've got for the league, and that's what we've got for the season. Uh, so yeah, thanks guys for another great season. It was great, loved it. it. Was so good, um, great competition, great just stuff. I mean, most active in terms of trades and most blockbuster trades I think we've had in one single season. Yeah, this was a great year. Yeah. I am I'm very happy with how the league is going, um, and I'm excited to see where it goes moving forward. We have a little bit more of a like future build um, mm-hmm. in our in our pay structure as well, which yeah. I think is going to be beneficial for us. That That's going to be very good. It'll, it's a little bit more incentive year to year. To actually build a solid team. Right, exactly. And w- I think this was the first year we, we... We saw that. We saw active tanking happening. It's not tanking. It's <laughs> rebuilding. It's a different thing. And I won some games. You did. You did win some games, for sure. But, yeah, okay. Fully, the, the first year we saw full strip down of teams yeah, happening. Yeah, true rebuilding <laughs> happening. Yep, that's that's what happened. Right, strip down to the studs and, and build back up from there, which, that's yeah, right. exciting stuff to see how that'll shake out yeah, uh, no in kidding. future seasons. <laughs> but I'm yeah. not nervous. Oh, I, I mean, you shouldn't be. 
You know, you made some strong trades, some good moves. We'll see how they shake out. Yeah. Yeah. It's the game we play. It is. You should approach it year to year. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's what we got for the show. Uh, no power rankings, because why would we? Because the season is over. Why would we? <laughs> Blake is the best. We know this. Yep, we know this. We uh, Sorry. We know we this. We know this. Yes, we know this. Um, but yeah, Eric, is there anything else that you that you got? Mm-mm. All right. Before we, before we close out, I I am going to do a shameless plug. Okay. Uh, because absolutely, go I, for it. Yeah, I'm doing something uh, else. Um, for those of you that don't aren't on social media, don't follow me. Like, don't give a shit. Whatever. Uh, I play D and D, and me and a group of friends are making a D and D podcast. So if you're interested at all in listening to idiots roll dice and try to tell a story uh, and play some characters in a fun way. Uh, then check out Die Trying Podcast on we're on Spotify, we're on Apple. Check out the page on Instagram, Die Trying Pod. But yeah, shameless plug uh, that it's weird that I can like actually do a shameless plug for another podcast. Yep, I can attest. I am a listener. <laughs> I've been through, uh, I've listened to the three episodes that have been released so far, and I have to say it is very enjoyable. Yep. Um, and, and it's a great story, and they've done a good job putting it together. So I am, I'm happy for him, for you, Luke, and I, I, I hope it does well, um, and I highly recommend anyone listen to it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, if you're listening to it, if you decide to listen to it, I think this episode, if we're still coming out on Friday, will yep. drop the same day as episode four. Yep, episode four show. will drop today. Yeah. Um, and the music, I made the intro uh, and outro, and then anything you hear in the background, ambiance, music, besides that, is I put it all in there. So... I'm like, it's weird. I'm putting a whole lot of energy into this. <laughs> Way more than our podcast, but that's okay because ours is a labor of love. It is. And that one is also a labor of love, just more intense. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, check out Die Trying Pod podcast uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah. Cool. But with that, that's what we've got for the show. That's what we've got for the episode for the season. And we'll see you guys in the off season. Uh, if there's nothing else. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Blue Balls Podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed making it. And with that, have a good night, have a good day, and have a good day. Good luck. <laughs>